It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. From everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And it is also Labor Day, which means I am somewhere in my backyard getting plastered and cooking drumsticks. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Well, also no way to go through life is without your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. So in honor of Labor Day and my absence, we have compiled... A pretty bang-up edition, a Labor Day best of, uh, with some of my favorite Fox people in the world. Country music superstar John Rich is going to be here. Myra Flores, superstar congresswoman, first uh, Mexican-born congresswoman to serve uh, here in the GOP. Lara Trump, Harris Faulkner, Kaylee McEnany, the Duck Dynasty family, and my man Wesley Hunt, who's running for Congress in Texas and talked a lot of smack in his debut episode on the show. The one thing all of these people have in common, they love America. Bingo. Okay, anytime I'm not here, the absence I want you to take forth, uh, the message I want you to take forth in my absence anyway, I sound like the barbecue already started. Uh, anytime I'm not here, uh, I'm always trying to, you know, Im- imbue a sense of positivity and uh, pride in country, appreciation, gratitude. Uh, for the prosperity we know here as Americans. That's the whole hook of the show. I say it every dang day when you come on the air. I say, you know, be a Republican, be a Democrat, but... We're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. Even when we're not here, because to be clear, I am not. It is a best of edition. Happy Labor Day to you and your family. I hope you're getting some rest. I hope you're watching a couple of ball games. If you're like me, you're sending your kid back to school tomorrow. Uh, Lincoln Fellas starting ninth grade, and that's a big year. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Now's no time to discuss my parenting skills because there's a man with some of the finest songwriting and song-playing skills anywhere in the country. At the time of this interview, he had the number one song. On the iTunes charts. How about that? I'm Casey Kasem all of a sudden interviewing the number one hit maker in America. But without further ado, that's exactly what I did in this interview with John Rich. Man, what a day. It's good. Wow. I couldn't think of a better guy to sit with to celebrate <laughs> uh, this little success we're having today. Number one, just allow me, excuse me, this musical interlude. Where are we moving on now? There it is. It's the Jeffersons. We are moving on up. To the east side. To the east yeah, man. side. And we're taking the championship belt with us. Congratulations, man. I appreciate it. It, it was a, a song. It's a straight-ahead little country song, three minutes long. But I wrote it because I'm... So frustrated with everything going on, like everybody. Mm-hmm. But the irony struck me so hard that all these things happening to our country right now are being done under the banner of progress, yes. of that word. <laughs> I'm like, this is what you call progress? And yeah. you look on the news and you see all the terrible things happening. This is mm-hmm. progress to them, to yep. the people that are doing it. I thought, okay, this deserves a song. <laughs> so I set out and wrote the song, Stick Your Progress Where the Sun Don't Shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you'd leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. So stick your progress where the sun don't shine. And I put it out, and I thought, well, I hope people like it. I look up, and they go, hey, John, you might want to check the chart. You're at number one. You just knocked Lizzo out of number one. Wow. It's pretty crazy. That is insane, man. Good for you. But, But you know, it's, it's a comment on, I think, where Americans 
are at today. Yes. What they care about. Yeah, because here's the thing, and I just want to add to what you're saying in the brilliant lyrics, is that they're apolitical. Okay, you don't have to be a conservative to get what this song means. Right. Okay, because every, you don't wind up pulling at 30% as Joe Biden if the liberals aren't abandoning the air quote progress just the same. Yeah. And I think that's what's driving this thing and the fact that it's a great song, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's done so many terrible things in a row that now it's it's gone way outside of, of political boundaries. Everybody has to buy gas. Everybody has to buy groceries. Everybody's uh, got crime in their town. Everybody's got fentanyl blowing through their cities because it's coming across the border. Everybody watched what happened in Afghanistan. We all saw all these things. And so Biden said he was going to unify the country. I, th I think he pretty much has done that against him <laughs> and against what he's done. The one poll said 88% of Americans say America's on the wrong track. Think about that. This is the way I try to explain that to people. Imagine we hail an Uber XL, big, you know, big Escalade. Not, ten of us get into this Uber. Nine of us are convinced the driver is going the wrong way on the highway. Okay. Right. right. Either the other guy's hammered too. <laughs> you know, but right. either way you slice it, we probably need another Uber driver, do we not? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's you know, this little song. That's where it comes into play. That uh -huh. country music's always kind of been that that format that had a populist kind of an edge to it when mm -hmm. things were going on. Haggard did it before. He had a song called "You're Walking on the Fight Inside of Me." Mm -hmm. He uh, he had "We Don't Smoke Marijuana in yeah. Muskogee." <laughs> yeah, well, that was a big <laughs> controversial thing to say at that point, mm -hmm. but he was making a point. So yeah. I'm just kind of following in the footsteps of those guys and just kind of calling it like I see it. I love it. John Rich is in studio, and to Haggard's point, uh, I don't know that that song would resonate in Nashville today because I've been backstage in Nashville a few times and I've picked up some <laughs> fragrant vibes is all I'll say. I don't need you to dignify that with a response. Uh, it just made me long, feel homesick for New York. I'm like, well, it smells it, like the subway. Yeah, pretty much every bar smells like Willie Nelson is playing there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's a great way <laughs> to say it, man. Well, let me ask you this. When we talk about the country and the fact that there's like a war on reality. Today, I'm sure you covered this on Outnumbered, they changed the definition of recession right. to accommodate the administration. Right. But don't you think if you just put a half the time into solving the problems that you did into like rebranding them, they'd be in a better spot than they are? Well, it's it's lipstick on a pig. Yeah, it's it polishing really a turd, as we would say out <laughs> in the country. I mean, it's still a turd. It still stinks. Uh, when you screw, when you do it this bad for this long uh -huh. and hit that many people, there's no, there's no narrative that's going to change it. Yeah. The real question that starts to crop up with with people, I'm out touring on the road, Jimmy, right now. Mm. I'm all over the United States, and what they're starting to think is this question. Why are they doing this to us? Mm -hmm. Why are they doing it? Because when you see their polls tanking and they're they're so awful, yet they double down and triple down on yeah. the same bad ideas and make them even worse. Well, why are they doing that? Mm -hmm. And regular common sense people are starting to answer their own questions. They're saying, oh, they're doing it to dismantle our country and get us all under control. That's what they're doing. It, it sure feels that way, you know, with a lot of the regulations we've been hit with. And the big one right now is obviously gas. When they talk about electric vehicles and the, we're yeah. saving the world. Yeah. Uh, first of all, as you know, the infrastructure for electric vehicles is just a straight sellout to China. They're, of course. They're manufacturing most of it at the expense of us. But the bigger thing is, I think if you were to ask people, people don't care. If, like, you look at the polling, climate change is in the top 10 issue right now. Like, if you 1%, can't, yeah. I think people said they cared about that the most. You know, a term we use on this show, and I think you agree with, is like, I don't use the term white privilege. I use the term American privilege, though. I think if mm. you were born here, you have a unique American privilege. Better I to agree. be than it is anywhere else in the world. But I think if you were going to deploy a term like privilege, 
I think climate change and the people prioritizing it are the most privileged people in the world. Because mm. imagine where you've got to be to have the luxury That's to care about the weather in 50 years. That's a great point. Most people I know are worried about very today things. Well, it, you know, the kids uh, super gluing their hands to these priceless paintings. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they super glue their hands to Al Gore's jet that he flew <laughs> in on to give his speech? If you really want to protest something... Protest the G7 yeah, yeah. that just flew four hours to get there and it's yeah. got to fly four hours back with one guy sitting on it drinking champagne and eating a ribeye. I mean, that's what <laughs> that's what he's doing. So the whole thing's yeah. nonsense, and that's why I said, you know, stick it where the sun don't shine, which I is the it. nicest way to possibly say it. It's very Mayberry. Yeah. I didn't use any cuss words in this yeah. song. I just, <laughs> just spoke like a regular country guy. What is, so this is what I wanted to ask you. John Rich is on the line. Okay, we're talking about his number one smash hit progress. Number one on iTunes. Take that, Lizzo. Okay, what is in theory the more pointed statement for someone from the country? Is it stick it where the sun don't shine, or is it bless your heart? Because oh. I know bless your heart on paper sounds like a non-threatening gesture, but it's your it's your middle finger. Yeah, but bless your heart is the most condescending thing you could <laughs> you could tell somebody. It's like, well, bless your heart, like you poor idiot. You know, you uh, stick it where the sun don't shine. Uh, is past bless your heart. That's like, okay, now I'm done with you. Why don't you stick it with a sundown? <laughs> it's like what my granny would have said. And if she ever said that, it's time to move on. It, we were done here. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you go past bless your heart. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Um, well, we're definitely at a bless your heart moment uh, with a lot of policies in this country. And we're hearing more talk about 2024 and the next presidential election than probably any in the history of any presidency, meaning... You know, in sports, they call it garbage time when one team is up 19 to 2, and there's just nothing. They're not talking about the game. They're just talking about other things. Yeah. We've entered garbage time in a presidency because, no, mm. I don't think any self-respecting person thinks he's running again. Uh, do you see a world? I know Joe Biden says he's running again, but as I said, no serious person thinks he's running again. Do you see a world where Biden goes for another go with this or no? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, if you look up the go on just go on the internet and look up the signs of dementia mm -hmm. and then go watch him operate yeah and then go look up the penalties for elder abuse <laughs> and go read that you'll go that's what's happening right now yeah. i mean it, it it wouldn't matter there there's guys his age that aren't like that yeah. there's a guy named art laffer who's almost yeah. 90 who's one of the sharpest guys yeah. in the world he he could be the president probably art yeah. laffer it's not the age there's something going on with this guy physically that's yeah. not there and you wonder if they didn't pick him knowing he had that issue so they could just literally maneuver him any which way they wanted That's to. That's interesting because you're right to say he's the vessel. Like he's not in right. charge so much as he's just the guy that has to sign the thing they tell him to. Yeah, it's – I well, to bring it back – I wouldn't let my grandfather do something like that. No, I agree. I, it's, it's There shameful. would be a family meeting. You would yes. sit down and go, okay, guys, mm -hmm. grandpa shouldn't be doing this anymore. Let's, let's find something else for him to do. But they didn't do that. They put him out on the stage and they feed him his notes and they feed him his lines and he says what they – he best he can he stumbles yeah. through it and then moves on down the road and this is where our country's at that make you wonder why china's wanting to move and why russia's moving and we look it looks weak beyond everything else we say have we yeah. ever looked any more weak than we I look know. right now we got a guy shaking hands with invisible people and the defense last week yeah. was 
Oh, no, no, no. He wasn't shaking hands. He was pointing. I'm like, no, no, no. The point is not the hand gesture. It's the invisible person. Right. He could have high-fived him. Well, There's maybe, nobody there. Maybe he sees something we don't see, Jim. You know, this is like the sixth sense. This is like I an mean, M. Night Shyamalan movie. Maybe it's a movie. superpower. I'm telling you. He's actually yeah. sharper than you're giving him credit for, John yeah. Rich. I mean, when maybe. the movie's over, we'll all see there was actually somebody there. I don't know. <laughs> well, bless your heart. Bless I kid, heart. I kid. Uh, I laugh, but I don't see it. Do you think there's a world where the Trump man comes back down the escalator, or you think it's just big talk by Big Don? You think no, he's going to do it again? I, I think I think he's going to do it again. You think Biden made the case for him, basically? I mean, in truth, Biden's made a stronger case for Trump's leadership than even Trump could. Well, I mean, you see, uh, so I'm from Texas. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a neighborhood called Tierra Grande, so all my friends were Hispanic kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you see the Hispanic vote. Uh, has dropped down to 19 percent, I think, yeah. approval rating of him. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's just unheard of. That's they talk crazy. about turning Texas blue, not when you have 19 percent no. approval. So, you know, things like illegal immigration, you know who hates illegal immigration more than anybody? Legal immigrants hate it more than anybody that's else. And point. you got a lot of those people living in Texas, really mm -hmm. good, hardworking American people that immigrated here. So I don't, I don't see anybody winning this thing other than uh, the conservative side, and I hope Trump does step back in. I think a lot of people are wishing, man, there's a lot of things personally maybe I don't like about him, but he got results Oh yeah. at the end of the day. Do you care if your pilot uh, is not the is not the most up-and-up guy maybe on every level? Do you care that he can land the plane? <laughs> you know what I mean? I care yeah. that he can land the plane. No, no question. But in the history of middle fingers, this would be the biggest one ever given if he committed oh, again. Epic. It would be epic. It would be the well, most— do you th Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think Biden will even make it? No. To 24. I, honestly, I, I really don't. I mean, he's in that bad of shape. It's like if you watch it every day, people on the Internet have the luxury of just watching the clips, you know, where you see him forget what he's saying in the middle of a sentence. But that's actually not the bad part. If you watch the whole speech, it's worse mm -hmm. because you see the pauses. You see the, you know, getting his bearings. You mm -hmm. see the stumbling for words. Or whispering and yes. then screaming the, the and things, whispering we, and Yeah, screaming. we react to the highlight reels, yeah. which is I called somebody the wrong name. Right. But it's actually worse yeah. when he keeps up with the group. I actually don't think he's, he makes it to the end of the presidency, but that's terrifying. But see, I, I'm going to step out on a, on a little mm -hmm. different level out here and, and ask another question. Why... Would the liberals and the Democrats want somebody like Joe Biden to be the president so they could get their agendas uh, yep. out there knowing it was going to absolutely crush him? Why did they do that? If you look up in Canada, Justin Trudeau is now passing a bill to reduce fertilizer by 30 percent in mm -hmm. Canada, which Canada is one of the biggest grain belts on the planet. Mm -hmm. We have a we have a food crisis going on around the world, and he's going to shut 30 percent of the fertilizer. For the environment. Off. <laughs> yeah. So these these guys <laughs> are all part of the people. same club. Yeah. Uh, Trudeau, Biden, Macron, all these guys get together in these rooms and they have these meetings about how do we take over the world? Mm -hmm. how, Klaus Schwab, how do we take over the world? Mm -hmm. All these people, they're globalists, and we're not. Yep. We love our country, mm -hmm. and you should love your country, and we'll figure out how to do business together. I really think this has been a plan for a long time to see this country get knocked around like it is right now, but I do think the American people and the, and the principles we're founded on will survive it and get to the other side. That's why I wrote the song yeah. with kind of a grin on my face, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not a downer of a song. No, it's it's kind of like... We're going to be all right, but hey, for now, why don't you just stick it with the sun, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It puts a smile. We need to laugh these days. Yes, we do. And again, the fact that the song went to number one means you're right that we're going to be okay because it means enough people agree that we are going to get through this, and we do prioritize those things. Josh, can we play out on a little bit of this? Because it's just, it's just, I'm having such a good time with this song today. I'm sorry to do this to you. No, play it. The whole world to come living on land.
Listen to you. I'm telling you, you got a future in this business, kid. You stick with me. I'll make a few phone calls around there. I'll keep practicing. You can have back your freedoms if you do what we say. Stick your progress <laughs> where the sun don't shine. Keep your good, a, a perfect game. You threw a perfect game. I appreciate it. All right, Nolan Ryan. Carry him off the field. Dump the Gatorade <laughs> on him. John Rich, check it out on iTunes. The song is called Progress. Man, you're just such a great American. We appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate it, Jimmy. Back, keep doing it. I'm trying. Back after this. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There's a hole in this country where it's hard used to be. And no glory is divided on fire in the street. They say building back better to make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say, stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That is the great John Rich, occupier of the number one position on the charts on iTunes. What a wild day. It's not every day for a little guy like me gets to interview the number one artist on iTunes, but he's there for a damn good reason. One, it's a great song, but two, it's a great point. And to make it to number one, you can't do it with just the right wing of this country agreeing with the premise you get to number one because everybody who hears it goes oh yeah they're kind of scamming us in washington right now with all of this air quote progress so i gotta tell you man in talking to him especially right when we went off the air just so we went to commercial break we were playing his song and you know high-fiving and hooting and hollering and we just took a bunch of pictures during the commercial break but in talking to him he actually makes the best case for Trump running again in that the fact that it is such an FU to the other side might be warranted. I want to get into a couple more of your calls in the next break, okay? I know we got a bunch of you on hold. We will get to you right away at the top of the next hour. And I do want to get to more of your calls about whether or not Trump should run again or step aside for somebody younger because the calculus kind of changed for me in talking to John Rich. He was like, well, that's the whole point is that he brings baggage. The whole point is to show the people in Washington that it's not about anyone's personal history so much as it's about their ability to lead this country. And it was very interesting. I don't know if he's got a song coming out called Trump. I don't have answers on that one, but maybe you do. So we'll get into your calls. 888-788-9910. Should Trump run again? Would you support him if he does? Uh, that is the question. Or are you leaning towards DeSantis? Or being just As long as it's not Biden, I'll forgive whatever you tell me. Because that guy in the Oval Office right now is a complete and total mess. Not someone we can count on. A three-letter word. Jobs. J-O-B-S. Jobs. 
Jill Biden isn't a medical doctor, but even she knows that breakfast is your strength. So don't skip the most important meal of the day. Get down to Jill Biden's breakfast cart for a dish that's truly one of a kind. As distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx. Jill Biden's breakfast cart serves up heaping portions of political pandering that are so good they get lost in translation. We may use fake words like Latinx, but all of our dishes are 100% real, and every one of them is as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Other restaurants charge big money, but Jill Biden's breakfast cart will only cost you your dignity. And best of all, her husband Joe keeps it open 24 hours a day, just like our southern border. Me cost and you cost it. So don't overpay for breakfast ever again. Get down to Jill Biden's breakfast cart for a shameless spread that's as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami. <laughs> oh, Get her out. Get her out of here. That was pretty much the reaction down in San Antonio when Joe Biden told them they were a bunch of breakfast tacos. If you didn't hear the clip, we played it a lot yesterday. Here it is. It's clip three. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, <laughs> as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, <laughs> is your strength. You don't have a clue. <laughs> I said this yesterday, Bogoda. She's calling bodegas, bodegas, Bogodas. Do you understand that alone? Whenever the Democrats get around minority voters, because they claim to be the party that cares about, they're the ones. They're the ones who care about minority voters. That is a fact check false. I mean, whenever they actually have to go near a minority community, they always embarrass themselves and pander. Like, oh, we'll do things that you do culturally. We'll mention the bodegas that you shop at, that your families run that are such a significant point of pride in the Latino community because people who migrated to this country legally opened up American businesses and slapped their names on them and worked them as a family. It's a big deal, a bodega, or a bogada, as she calls it. And then, of course, when she reduces them to a bunch of breakfast tacos, it's just sloppy and stupid and so emblematic of the Democratic Party as a whole. We remember Joe Biden playing Despacito down in Miami. It's embarrassing. Do you remember Hillary speaking uh, to a black audience in an accent? I don't feel no ways tired. <laughs> One more. I don't feel no ways tired. <laughs> she is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Totally. Okay, and when they get around these communities... What they're really broadcasting to the world is that they don't have any relationship with them. Okay, if you know the Latino community, you know what a bodega is. You don't call it a bogada. Okay, and the idea of, oh, well, well, we'll mention breakfast tacos and they'll think we're one of them. That's what constitutes voter outreach in the modern Democratic Party. We'll say somebody's a racist so they'll vote for us instead. 
or we'll just show up, as Charles McBee famously said on my show. Charles McBee is going to be on Kennedy tonight. He's making his Fox TV debut. He will be on the party panel with Emily Campagno and Inez Stepman. I'm hosting the show. It's going to be a wild one. But McBee famously said, Democratic politicians show up every four years in the black community, and they shuck and jive, and they do the hustle, and they dance, and they come to the cookout, and they're like, see, I'm one of you. And the minute the camera stops snapping, they're like, get the hell away from me. What do you people get? I don't want to see any of you people near me. Get out of here. Do you know who I am? And that's the problem. And that's Joe Biden's problem. I mean, you cannot explain away the lack of understanding in that clip. You can't. Unless the person just has no relationship to the subject matter they're discussing, which is what happened to Joe Biden. But understand, the Democrats are in a really bad spot. They're pulling at 26% with Latino voters. Okay, this is not only a problem for them, but it's a problem for the media organizations that prop them up, like CNN. CNN is the worst. So we get an article out of CNN yesterday. Okay, and we're going to talk about this. Myra Flores, first Mexican-American, uh, Mexican-born woman elected to Congress in this country. She is historic. She's joining us in 10 minutes on the show. Okay, Raul Reyes over at CNN wrote an article yesterday trying to help stop the damage from the Jill Biden insult to the Latino community, he wrote an article saying, well, these GOP Latina candidates that are getting elected to Congress, they're not the real deal. They don't actually embody Latino views. Shut up. Will you shut up? I mean, serious question. If they don't embody Latino views, why did so many Latinos vote for them? Why did they flip seats that had gone Democrat for 100 years? If people weren't okay with their views, do you understand? Okay, and he calls out Myra Flores specifically. She just won a special election in the 34th District of Texas. Monica De La Cruz, Cassie Garcia, according to Reyes, well, these Latinas may be having a moment in the spotlight. They hold views outside the Latino mainstream. Their current prominence is more of a publicity coup for the GOP than an authentic reflection of Latino voters. What an idiot. Okay, but this is the desperation we're dealing with. Again, I talked about Biden off the top of the show. They don't want to acknowledge their problems within the Democratic Party. We live in an age where it's just an endless propaganda war. Okay, I got polling that says 64% of Democrats don't want Biden to run. The Democrat response specifically from Biden is, no, you don't. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a New York Times poll. They're broadcasting it all over the newspaper. It's on every TV show. No, it's not. <laughs> this guy at CNN. Hey, we just had three Latina congresswomen sweep into Congress in historically Democratic districts. No, you didn't. No, no, they're here. Here's a picture. Fine, but they're not real Latinos. Why? Because Joe Biden hasn't insulted them yet? This is crazy. Okay, but this is what we're dealing with. He accuses the women of having extreme views. Uh, particularly regarding the legitimacy of the 2020 presidential election. He says that the recent election of Flores is more of an outlier than a symbol of a national trend. Is it, though? If Biden is polling 26% nationally with Latinos, isn't that a national trend as opposed to an anomaly? Again, he's polling at 26% with Latinos. It's, it, I promise you, it's, that's national. It's a national poll. Okay, you know, after Jaws came out in the movies, people didn't want to go on beach vacations as much that summer. It was a national thing. It wasn't like one town saw the movie and was like, yeah, I don't know. The reason the Democrats have these problems is because they do look at Latinos as Latino Americans instead of um, well, Latinx Americans, to be clear. That's their pandering white people term. 
but they look at them as Latinx Americans instead of just Americans. What they keep getting wrong over and over and over again is they think there are different priorities in different communities, as if certain problems only affect some of us. Inflation's at a 40-year high. That affects every single class of people. Correct mundo. Every ethnicity, okay? Gas is at the highest point it's ever been in our lives. Every people of every color fill up their cars. Correct mundo. There's a shortage of baby formula. Everybody in this country, no matter what socioeconomic background you come from, can have a baby. Correct mundo. That is, of course, provided you are a woman, because there are biological differences between men and women, as we all know. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. And the reason the Democrats are getting crushed is because they're waging this war on reality rather than confronting the real issues people prioritize. Not Latinos, not white people, not Asian people, just real people, okay? If you look at the top five issues in this country right now, top five issues, then you're talking about the economy, which is overwhelmingly the number one issue in this country. Then you get into, yes, inflation is part of that. The gas prices are part of that. Fentanyl's part of that. Crime is part of that. You know what's not part of that? Climate change. You know what else isn't part of that? Abortion. You know what else isn't part of that? Just so you understand, uh, telling kindergarten kids that they can drop off their junk. They're crazy. But that's what they're doing. And that's why they're losing Latinos. They're not losing them because they're Latino. They're losing them because Democratic parties are weapons grade stupid. That's why they're losing them. They're not, the Latinos aren't leaving because they're going like, oh, this is a Latino thing. No, no, no. They're leaving for the same reason everybody else is leaving the Democratic Party. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. But Myra Flores is here. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is a first. Now, I, I have never, uh, up until two days ago, I didn't know tacos could walk and talk and pray to God and go to church and stuff like that. But this is kind of a breakthrough, no? It really was. I mean, honestly, I couldn't believe what I was what I was hearing, but it doesn't surprise me. They think that by giving us tacos and comparing us to tacos and playing Latin music, that that's all it's going to take for us to, to vote for them. And that just shows how Joe Biden, the liberal left, are completely out of touch with our community. Yep. Well, can I, I want to make one admission since I'm just getting to know you here. I do want to be honest with you. Like, I'm so out of shape right now that when I first heard Joe Biden's <laughs> comments, my first reaction was like, wow, tacos sound great right now. And then, <laughs> but that and I was like, hey, wait a minute, what did she just do? And then, and, and, you know, I had the same reaction everybody else did because I think you just encapsulated it perfectly right there is that it's a fake outreach when you show up to a community. And I think as someone who grew up in New York and is very familiar, I used to be a cab driver in New York City and I'm very familiar with the bodegas in New York City, to refer to them <laughs> as bogadas demonstrates that you don't know what they are, which is, of course, a significant source of pride in the Latino community because they're family owned by people who migrated to this country. So on some level, wasn't that almost as more out of touch than the taco thing? Uh, absolutely. And, and she's correct that we're a very diverse community. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're about God, family, and hard work. We're not a variety of tacos. <laughs> and it's, it's really time for people to stand up and, call, and call, call them out for their liberal hypocrisy and all politicians. 
Oh, I agree. A thousand percent. We're talking to Myra Flores on the line from the 34th Congressional District of Texas. The one thing that I really think the Democrats are doing such a bad job of is they're not just they're not treating all of us as Americans. They're tr they're, they're really like segregating us into thought, into categories. Uh, but I believe the reality of why they're polling at 26 percent with Latino voters is because Latino voters are affected by the same problems the rest of us are, whether it's in inflation or gas or heaven forbid the border. That's not something that's a problem for one race and not another, no? Absolutely. We're Americans, but they don't see us as Americans. Mm -hmm. They don't, and it's, it's, it's really sad. And they claim to support immigrants, but yet they're not supportive of me because I'm not obedient. Mm -hmm. They don't support immigrants that are not obedient to their rules. And I'm not going to change my values and how I was raised for no political party. And the Hispanic community is not loyal to them. We're loyal to God. We're loyal to our, our families, to our communities. And this uh, identity politics nonsense needs to stop. Yeah. That, I mean, and that, that, it, it really is creating a lot more division. No, I, I agree a thousand percent with that because I think we've we've gotten to this place in this country. It's just so superficial and stupid in that we're not actually tackling our real problems. We're having fake debates about them. Like a good example would be the border. Fentanyl is the leading killer of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. But we've just spent a bunch of weeks, no, not securing the border. No, we were falsely accusing border agents of whipping Haitian migrants, which didn't happen. But the Democrats, they love to get in a fake racism fight because it's an end around the real problems they're causing. Did you ever think you would see a, a moment where the American president was doing more to empower drug cartels than he was American citizens? Never, and it, it's really heartbreaking because this doesn't help, of course, the American people, but it also puts immigrants at risk. He's encouraging people to come here illegally with his policies, knowing that they're going to be going through a dangerous journey and women and children are going to be going through abuse, children put into child sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. He knows these things but doesn't care. I want more little girls like me to be able to come here to the United States legally and not have to go through that dangerous journey. And so my focus is legal immigration. I believe that we, we need to focus and improve the, the process so more good people are able to come here to the United States to work hard for the American dream. But the Democrat Party wants people, wants immigrants to go through that dangerous journey. And it makes you wonder why. Why would they be wanting people to go through that dangerous journey, knowing that criminal organizations are becoming more, more powerful? But they need to come to South Texas themselves to come and see the mess that they've created. And they refuse to. They want to focus on Latinx. You know, nonsense. Um, by the way, we're Latinos, not not Latinx. Uh -huh. And it's just it's just insane. I, I don't understand uh, why they're so obsessed with abortion and Latinx and not on the issues that are really affecting us every single day, like the weak economy, the yeah. increase of rent and food and gas prices mm -hmm. that is affecting our seniors that are in fixed incomes. And Kamala Harris, she's doing nothing for us either. No. She's useless. No, it's a, it's it's great. She's point. also part of the problem. Yeah, no, she's Kamala is a disaster. Like, you know, Kamala Harris is so dumb. She studied for a COVID test.
Like, this is not good. Um, we're talking, <laughs> just work with me here. We're, we're, we're talking to the great Myra Flores from the 34th Congressional District of Texas. Well, when Biden was running for president, I wanted to ask you, this is a silly question, but when Biden was running for president, he went down to Miami and played Despacito, thinking like, oh, this entitles him to a Latino vote, which is the most absurd thing in the world, and we know it doesn't work. But let me ask you this. Is there a song that's so good you might actually have to think about it or no? I listen to a lot of Vicente Fernandez, Nodal, Signo, Intocable. I listen all day to Latin music, but it's going to take a lot more for us to vote for anyone. We want more money in our pockets. That's what we want. That's we not can good. play our own music. We can buy our own tacos. We want more money in our pockets and opportunities. That's what we want. So funny. The headline from this interview will be Myra Flores tells Joe Biden, make a better playlist. I love it. Um, no, really funny. I, listen, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And, and I, I think so many people listening are so inspired by your story. And they're certainly praying for you because they know what kind of incoming fire is coming your way politically because you are defying, as you said, you're not obedient. You're defying the party orthodoxy that every Latino just owes the Democratic Party their vote. And I'm glad, though, because people like you are forcing the conversation to a place of substance. You know, when it's not like we said, it's not as easy as a song or a cultural reference anymore but there was a long time where it was and thankfully we're getting past that and, and you're one of the big reasons why so you know you don't sound like you have a big ego or anything hopefully the next time we talk you still have time for us little people oh no i will always have time and i'm honestly humbled to to be representing south texas and everyone in, in the country it's okay. really an honor no it is and for the record i do not consider you a breakfast taco i think i i prefer burritos thank and I, you i think you're better than a taco i think at the very least she should have called you a burrito no what about tamales what no about no tamales? now you're speaking my language girlfriend <laughs> i didn't i didn't want to go too deep on this but yes i'm right there with you uh uh, Congresswoman, I, I really appreciate the time today. Best of luck, and let's do it again soon. Thank you so much. God bless. There you go. The great Congresswoman Myra Flores from the 34th Congressional District of Texas. Do you get it, folks? These are just real people that want the same things as everybody else. But the Democrats keep yelling and screaming about identity politics, and that's why they're losing. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. From everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go. Here we go. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We are, of course, celebrating Labor Day today. I am gone. I'm in the backyard on Long Island with Jenny and Lincoln. Probably getting yelled at by my fox handler to stop eating. Put that cookie down now. Stop it. It's a holiday. I'm going big. And so are you. Because in this hour... Man, oh boy, oh man. Uh, we're about to share a segment I did. I was on a show called Outnumbered that airs uh, every day at 12 noon Eastern time on the Fox News channel. And after shutting down that particular episode, I came upstairs to continue hosting my radio program, only to have Lara Trump and Harris Faulkner follow me into the studio. It was like in gymnastics when the game's over and you get in the kiss and cry room and review your scores. Lara and Harris came up here and did a full-on review of America's score. On that particular day, and it was a wild time. So let's just cut right to the chase, because I got more drinking to do. You talk about an embarrassment of radio riches in no particular order. Oh. Lara Trump to my right, 
Harris Faulkner to, I believe, her left. I'm a little discombobulated. There's well, a lot of firepower coming if, my if way. If she's to your right, then I'd have to be to her right. <laughs> I suck at this. It's a this, circle, dude. This is not good. Have you ever had a checkup? Apparently, I need one. Uh, we just got off the outnumber couch. It was fantastic. I mean, the guy in the middle was a little nuts, but we had a good time. We had uh, a great time. Uh, happy Friday, you two, first and foremost. Happy Friday. I'm really just giving our listeners a chance to make sense of what's going on here. You know what I mean? I'm just they're giving They're coming to after that. They're yeah. really, they, everybody <laughs> Wait, fell happened? out and now they're coming back. Harris is here, Lara's here, Jimmy. There's yeah. a whole, it's a whole to do, but yes, happy Friday. We're all in a good mood. We had a, I, I thought, um, this is like the kiss and cry room. You know, after they do their gymnastics routine, they sit with the coach and they watch the scores come up. What does the Swedish judge give us? What do you think we got? Uh, out of a 10, out of 10, yeah. 12. Whoa! Easily, easily 12. I love it. You know, I have a world champion in my family, USAIGC World Gymnastics Stop. in June. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is definitely not the crying room. We are celebrating <laughs> after she got a silver and two bronze. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we, were, we were out of the park. In fact, the judges right now are drinking. <laughs> they They've never seen anything quite like Outnumber. Yeah, they were like, we away. give them a gold, it and was, I need I need people a People weeping, meal. yeah, a dog licked a mailman, they made peace, like we really, we changed the world. Yeah. And I don't mean to compete, my son is also a world champion in Madden on Xbox. It's not quite oh, real competition. Sweet. Take it where you can get it. But we're know? here, it is a Fox Across America <laughs> yeah. power hour, uh, or at least a power 10 minutes anyway. You know anyway. what, I learned this hour though, mm -hmm. Laura Trump is your kryptonite. Oh no, like, you she's know, got these one-liners on you. She's I don't great. even know what, what? you're well, picking up on. Well, because she comes on the show and she has a lot of dirt on me. That's the it's thing. True. Oh. So oh, it took everything. We did a very touching memorial to your mother-in-law, the yes. late great Ivana Trump. And I, if you noticed, I didn't say a word. I just smiled and nodded and clapped for every nice thing said because I didn't want to corrupt it. Because you and I take a lot of shots at each other. We love it. And I wanted to be like, oh, if she can get through Lara's karaoke. You know, <laughs> she could survive Czechoslovakia for all those years. But I didn't want to do it. I tried to take the high ground. Well, I appreciate that. But, mm -hmm. and I will say my karaoke voice has been pretty bad. I've had a, a throat issue. So uh -huh. for everybody waiting for me, today's not the day. We're not going to do it today. <laughs> but whatever reason, I don't know why everyone is singing in this building. Harris, you can weigh in on this. The other night, I was guest hosting Kennedy. Shannon Bream came on and sang. She sang. I don't know oh. if this is common for Shannon Bream, but she has some chops. My question, Harris. She Faulkner, does have a pretty voice. She has a very, she yeah. has a very pretty voice. Um, should we have like an internal reality show, like you know, like an America's Got but Talent? But you should already we have a know what I want to do. Oh yeah, well that's my favorite. What do you yeah. want to do? I, I want to. I want to have karaoke, um, for like. Everybody brings a guest, and it's got to be somebody big, you know. So I, I would bring you, Laura. Love, oh my God, stop! <laughs> I love this. I was gonna right? say I'd bring and my father-in-law, but okay. I was gonna say you're kind of cheating. You're gonna bring yeah, Donald and Trump. I, I think this is a good platform because while I I love television, mm -hmm. I love radio too, and I do think that there's an intimacy in radio. Yeah. And that if you have a powerful, beautiful voice like Shannon Bream, oh yeah, and you surprise people, mm -hmm. it's even more so because they're they're so they're in a box. Usually, people are in their car. Yeah, like it's, it's a, a very point. intimate listening space i will say this um there are some people who could just show up and not even sing mm -hmm. so we would have a, to have to have like a visual like the radio mm -hmm. but on online yeah, we probably got some mean? jugglers and weird stuff well the fox nation i, saw, I don't, I don't know it. if you know this but laura rolls on a lot of um sequins sparkles oh <laughs> so my shoe? down to her tennis shoes There's right a lot of swag so, no. look at that stop it what yeah. is that i'll be putting so these just, on momentarily oh my yeah, gosh so i'm just saying that whether she sings mm -hmm. really wouldn't even matter we we need her blank what Har did shannon bream sing i'll get there harris faulkner in <laughs> studio
Harris Faulkner in studio, along with Lara Trump, who has apparently come from a Liberace estate sale. Nice shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> hope you it went well. I hope you didn't pay too much. Uh, hope, you, hope you gave them to you. Shannon Bream, I had jokingly referred to her as the wind beneath my wings. Aww. And she sang wind beneath my How wings. Sweet but she sang that? it well. Like, she sang it better than Bette Midler would probably wow. sing it. I was. I was genuinely wow. impressed. And where do we Midler find this? Um, I'll post the clip online. Mike, you it. might even have that clip somewhere. You might have it. because yeah. we. It's All right, we'll, we'll post it. I might send it your yeah. way. What yeah. is your karaoke jam? Yep, let's go. So I think Jimmy w- could weigh in on this. You mm. know that I, I'm not shy about getting down with Tupac, Biggie. I don't play <laughs> East or West Coast. Rapid oh, yeah. karaoke I love. Yes. My, Can you give us a little? At my wedding, mm-hmm. there was no... Uh, television screen that with the words on it i just grabbed the mic at the after party and just went for it yeah because wow. beer <laughs> i don't know i'm kidding uh, yeah. hey, can i give you a lara trump fun fact this is how much i know that was a lot no, no, i love that one no but it gets at her wedding i'll give you another one and Go i was ahead. not there even though i'm dressed most of the time like i might have been waiting <laughs> tables at her wedding i was not there uh but can we confirm for the radio listeners that the song africa played a prominent role that by toto was my wedding song that's what eric and i did our first dance to africa. really mm-hmm. oh how beautiful is that yeah that is can a- you can you give us a little on the microphone? No, no, you don't. What, do, what do we want? What do you want? Let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west. The safe, that's untouchable like Ellie and Ness. The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest. I won't go any further than that because it gets really dirty. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I was like, wait. Okay, yeah. we got to the slug to the chest. Nervous. What are we doing now? Lara Trump, well, heretofore known now. as Dr. Wait, Dre. Wait, wait, wait. Let me be President Biden for a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I was going to go there. I was going to go there. So you didn't that see this. That was good. That was oh, dope. thank you. That was hey. dope. That was dope. I don't know who I am in the arrangement, because, I, I mean, I, I obviously want Harris to live a long, prosperous life, so I don't want to make her Tupac, but I think I have to be Suge Knight. Look at me. I'm, I'm more of the Suge to. Knight. Have so to. I'm Suge. That makes you Tupac. I don't know. I mean, that makes you Dre. Con- I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, you're going to have much nicer headphones at the end of this interview That's if you're Dre. That's true. I know. <laughs> I get to be D-O-double-G. Why can't I be some D-O-double-G? Oh, the Snoop Dogg of cable That's news, true. Harris yeah. Faulkner. And not just because I'm getting a contact high offer. I kid. <laughs> Harris, we talked. You guys fist bumped. The audience didn't see this, but we should discuss this in jest. So Biden gets out of the limo, because this is what the top of my hour, the first hour of my show was about today, Biden going to meet MBS and about the optics and, you know, in between. So Biden gets out of the limo and fist bumps the crown prince. Now, is there a world, we didn't discuss this end of it on uh, Outnumbered, but is there a world where he just he's just fist bumping anybody he sees? Well, like, not without weed. <laughs> Sorry. He's shaking hands with invisible people. Why not start fist bumping? <laughs> that's what I said. Literally any, the, like the thin air. I don't know. Ever, you know, that's what I said. I, we're, we're mad that he fist bumped, you know, Ben Salmon. I'm like, at least somebody was there. I mean, that's holy true. heck. I, I just don't understand him. Mm. I mean, this is uh, the, in, you know, this is a guy, Crown Prince, who is accused of multiple killings, mm-hmm. not the least of which included our American columnist, Jamal Khashoggi, Khashoggi yeah. which we found out that the president wasn't going to talk about with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything was off the table. It's like they had picked an exclusive interview with the Crown Prince, mm-hmm. and then the interviewee's ex-wife called and redid the negotiated deal on the interview and wow. said, you can't ask him about this, this, that, or the other. Uh-huh. I mean... I yeah. guess she in that scenario would do it for cash. Yeah. I don't know what has happened on the plane on Air Force One moments before during the Faulkner focus. We found out that, yeah, he's not really going to ask for oil. He's going to let OPEC do that. Okay, so the one reason you really went to the Middle East, <laughs> they've rebuffed you on. Yeah. So now you're not even going to talk about oil. So they had to fist bump because I think they were maybe going to do some karaoke off camera. Like, what's on the schedule now? <laughs> they drove. Uh, this is like you drove. Imagine in the movie Vacation if they drove one. all the way to Wally World, but they don't like to go on rides. Yeah. No, 
we're just going to go. We yeah. like the moose out front. It's going to be great. It's this is just crazy. so embarrassing for yeah. America. It, and I think you brought this up on Outnumber, Jimmy. It, it makes us look so weak because you have Joe Biden not too long ago saying, you know, I'm going to hold this guy accountable. Yeah. I'm going to take it to him. And then he's there fist bumping him. So which one is it? <laughs> but it's the same thing that we continue to see from this president. He says one thing. He does another. It's all bad for America. It just it's such a shame. And we wouldn't even need to be there. Apparently, Harris not asking for help with oil, which, again, <laughs> was the whole so point, weird. I guess. If we actually just kept the pipelines open here, yeah. allowed drilling here, and allowed America to be energy independent. But I digress. With no, oil. I'm talking to Larry Trump. Trump doing it. How about it? I'm talking to Larry Trump. I'm talking to Harris Faulkner. Again, I've said this to you before. Uh, you say Donald Trump. I really would take Barron Trump. I would. <laughs> Barron Trump, if you're listening, I know you know Lara. Okay, quite well. Uh, I know kids his age played a lot of Fortnite. They're probably better at foreign policy than Joe Biden. Fortnite, you travel the world, you do things. Call of Duty, I'm just saying. You don't need to co-sign either of these campaigns. But I was watching someone earlier before we came on the air. Um, I was kind of reading up on this and flipping channels. And Harris, I keep hearing people say, you know, well, Biden's got a couple of cards in this meeting with MBS. The only card he has is the cheat sheet in his hand telling him what his name is. What Do, do we have cards? No, we don't have cards. And as Mark Thiessen, former senior White House member uh, uh, for the staff of President George W. Bush told me today, um, we don't have any leverage either. Mm -hmm. General Jack Keane had a whole list of things he wanted to do. We both doubted that that would be on any card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's a whole lot that goes wrong before apparently he even gets off the plane when they have to start making announcements and readjusting mm -hmm. uh, expectations. But that that readjustment isn't just for us. It's for our allies. I really feel bad for Israel in this whole picture. Yep. Like, I mean, not to get too mm -hmm. geopolitical on Fox Across America, but, <laughs> but it's true. Um, but it is, it's it's really embarrassing. Here's my I think analogy. Laura there. is right about this. This is embarrassing that we can't send our guy who's supposed to represent the strongest place yeah. on earth to be. Yeah. And he goes in there like a weakened fighter and says, No, don't punch me. Let's fist bump gently. It's so bizarre. The Israel thing, really quick. It's so crazy to me that he's over there giving a speech about his commitment to protecting Israel while openly courting Iran. You yeah. know, imagine yeah. I give you a speech where I go, I'm here to make sure nobody badmouths Johnny Depp. That's why I'm giving Amber Heard the right to host exactly. my show this week. Or night. you're giving Amber Heard $150 billion <laughs> oh, right. like Biden and Obama did. Oh, I mean, man. I wonder what that was like for Israel whenever uh -huh. he got off the plane. And they're like, well, here's the guy yeah. who gave our enemy all this money. It just, none of it makes any sense. And uh, again, whether we're talking about Saudi Arabia, whether we're talking about Israel, it's also hypocritical. Yep. I, I don't know what his real position is because he just kind of flops around all the time. It's a mess, but I'm going to go to bring it full circle. Dr. Nicole Sapphire, who did an expert job on the show today with us, uh, she has suggested on my air that we do a karaoke event called Carry Wokey, where oh. we change the lyrics woke. So Maneater by Hole & Oates is now Them Eater. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, here they come. Watch out, Zier. They'll you know chew you weird? up. They're it a Them Eater. It sounds nasty, though, when you change it. Can you pull up Woke Rock for them? Just sit still. You guys oh, listen wow. through this and you're right, out of here. Give him one terrible. second. Here we go. It, this is what... Hold on. Before you play it. This is where we're headed. This is what the identity politics gender movement would do to pop culture. Okay? okay. Justin's going to cue it up. You. Take your time, Justin. You just tell me when you're ready. Here it is. Introducing Woke Rock, the gender-neutral album that's got everyone coming to terms. Uptown person, they've been living in their uptown world. I bet they never had a backstreet partner. 12 in 
exclusive anthems everyone can live by. Non-binary woman. <laughs> Non-binary woman. let me be. Music so good, it's dangerous. Oh, here they come. Watch out, dear, they'll chew you up. Oh, here they come. They're with them, eat up. Woke Rock. Available on college campuses and corporate boardrooms everywhere. Your birthing person don't dance and your parent don't rock and roll. We've never sold a copy, but we identify as number one on the charts. Like, do you want to uh, get out of bed one day? That's, no. that's pretty much where we're headed. I know. Like, I'm try I'm always trying to make the case on the simplest terms. America, if you're listening, do you want that on your radio? I, and we're not denying anybody their right to exist. But we also have to protect the right to exist of good music. That's I all mean, I'm asking for let's here. Let's try. Let's, oh I mean, at the very <laughs> least, we should try to do that. And I feel like I've said this to you before, Jimmy. The problem I have with all of this is it's all grammatically incorrect. Yes! Okay. I am such a grammar stickler, and I'm going to shout out to my dad on this because mm -hmm. he used to correct me often at the dinner table. I'd be in the middle of a story. He'd have to correct me. But this is, it's like torture. Not only does it sound ridiculous, but it's grammatically incorrect, all of it. The, the You're calling a uh, singular person they. That's two people. What are we doing, <laughs> America? I'm keeping score over yeah, here, man. America. I, I love that. And one of the reasons why I love that so much is because we are willing to become less than to become yes. what more. That's, like I, I don't know what they think that totally. we will be yep. if we don't use proper English and mm -hmm. pronouns and things to identify singularity or mm -hmm. plural or whatever. We can't even teach our kids English. And by the way, I said this on the air recently. The first words that our babies learn are mama and data. Gosh, that's so yeah, true. That's crazy. So now. You know, if I had to start momhood all over the place, and my kid refused to say mama, like my yeah, first yeah. baby, she, everybody uh -huh. was, everything was dad, dad, dad. She uh, wanted water. That's dad, 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 yeah. dad, 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 dad. So I really had to earn yep. the right to be called mama. And wow. now I would have to teach little Bella birthing parents. <laughs> oh my gosh. Very well, easy. Do you know what that yeah. would mean? We'd oh. all be dada. Thank you. Yeah. She would well, never get there. Well, on my side as a person with a capacity for pregnancy, I, I have some empathy. <laughs> Girls, <laughs> this was amazing. No, we have to go in a second because I have a hard break, but if you want to put an exclamation point on no, it, you I'm could. Good. I just want to say I love you both. This is amazing. Thanks love for that. letting me crash, it Laura. Again. It was, this, no, this it, was this, no, I appreciate you crashing. I can't, I can't deal with her alone. This was very I helpful, know. Harris. I owe you big. Great stuff. We're back after this. It's the best of Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon. I might need some backup, so let's go down to Texas, where Rodney is in Stevensville. Yo, Rodney. What's going on, Jimmy? Man, I don't know if you heard any of that previous break, but we had some we had some party crashers on the show. I did, I did. I listened to you every day. Oh, I gotta, thanks. You're gonna have to change your uh, your catchphrase from "Hey, girl," though. <laughs> it's not gonna have to be. Hey, uterus-bearing individual. <laughs> I'm going to open my next TV show. If I am if I ever guest host another TV show, it could happen. Hey, uterus-bearing individual. Isn't it so crazy, man? Like, we are... Because we come at this from a good place. We're good people. It's just so crazy. We'd be crazy not to call it out. Yep. And I... I have a point, and I'm glad that your your last discussion ended on it because it ties in real well. Mm -hmm. I believe all this woke nonsense that we have to deal with. I'm going to take a page out of Democrats' playbook. I believe it's Trump's fault. 
for four years, uh-huh. things were too good. Nobody had anything to complain about, so we had to make stuff up. That's true. That's what Russia was. Russia was a pretend problem. Like, I, I mean, it was, for all intents and purposes. We didn't have inflation. We didn't have the border. We didn't have any of this. We didn't have gas. We didn't have any of it. And, you know, when I say that, people are like, oh, you just must be like some hardcore MAGA support. No, I'm just a supporter of a prosperous America. So I'm glad you get it. Uh, really quick, though. Well, we have 40 seconds here, Rodney. Uh, my life has kind of spiraled into like a beer commercial. You hear me say that a lot. I was driving a cab. Now I'm hanging out with all these rowdy women. Is there a rowdy woman you'd like me to bring to Texas when I come back in November? A specific one? Um, Cat Kemp. Oh, she just walked by the studio! No way! That wasn't even a setup. She's... Yo, all right, I'm, I'm Rodney, I'm out of here, but you might hear from Cat Kemp in the next break. It's not quite Texas, but it'll have to do. My man, great call. We'll get to more of them after this on the Big Bad. One and only... Fox Across America. How crazy is that Cat Tim thing? Then and now. Ordering baby formula then. Excuse me, could I get by? I'm just trying to get two cases of baby formula to throw in my cart. Of course. Let me help you with that. How old's the baby? She's two months. Oh, that's so sweet. Here you go. Thank you. Have a nice day. Ordering baby formula now. Excuse me, could I get by? I'm I'm just trying to get two cases of baby formula. Over my dead body? Those are my cases. Hey, I saw them first. How old is that baby? Two months? Give it a bottle of milk. I've got your bottle right here. Ah! Have a nice day. I'm telling you, you got to have a vicious left hook if you want to buy baby formula under this president. It's a mess out there, but we're going to clean it up right now with a fantastic guest who is normally, and I do mean this, you know, one of the classiest guests we book on the show, but today she's a little bit of a wild card because the Tampa Bay Lightning lost last night. You might hear some profanity. Buckle up, kids. <laughs> we don't know where it's going to go. Kaylee McEnany is in studio. Hello. Great to join you, Jimmy. Is it true that you threw some profanity at Josh uh, over the Rangers when you walked into our studio earlier? I no? am not profane, unlike Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great reference. Well, it's great to see you. And I'm glad you're not Amber hurting our studio. Uh, it would be a, <laughs> that'd be a rough thing to recover yeah. from the beginning of an interview. Yep, it but, would be. But do you think your lightning will recover and get up off the mat? I think so. Look, I mean, we'll see. The lightning never disappoint. Mm-hmm. They were at the White House. What? It was like a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, they so were. I, I think they'll be back. Whoa! <laughs> Kaylee McEnany feels good about the lightning. Well, they're down 0-1. So listen, and anything can happen. If America can run out of baby formula, the lightning can come back from 0-1. This is what I wanted to ask you about. Okay, we were playing these clips earlier where the president was saying, you know, he wasn't briefed on the baby formula thing until well into it. Is there any world where a President Trump, I mean, honestly, any president, but let's specifically say President Trump because you serve the country to President Trump. Is there any world where a crisis of this magnitude would be going on within the administration and him not be told about it? No, and it raises so many questions. So the whistleblower came out last fall, Mm -hmm. right? Last fall. (laughs) Do you have the plant closure or at least pausing production in February? Uh, And he learned about it in April. Okay, why is the question? Why did he learn about it in April? And and President Trump's White House, he knew about what was going on. Yeah. But did are they just so incompetent that no one thought it was that big of a problem? That's question number one. You know, Jen Psaki said that they've been working on it for months. So, you know, thou doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. Or do they just not think the president's relevant? One of his economic advisors, yeah. Brian Deese, was asked by Jake Tapper, why didn't you tell the president? He said, well, we told the relevant people. Okay. Wow. Yes, and I'm paraphrasing. Think about that, though. The yes. guy's supposed to be the leader of the free world, and he's on, like, the timeout step. 
You right. know when, like, you're moving and you have kids that are just in the way, so you give them pretend jobs? I'd be like, Lincoln, can you go get the monsters out of the washing machine? And he's like, there's <laughs> monsters? And he runs away? That's our president. Yes. Like, we, we got a baby formula crisis. Joe, can you go get the monsters out of the washing machine? That is a great analogy. I just am now learning about the fake task because my yeah. daughter's two and a half now, so I can uh -huh. rationalize with her. So I'm like, go ask Daddy. Go do this. Yeah, it's, it, it's funny it's, because, like, yeah. looking back, I realized I was getting assigned those tasks. You know what I mean? Like, Jimmy, yes. you watched DT, I heard there's an alien in the backyard, and I'm like, I am so on it. And that's <laughs> Biden. He's walking around the White House yard looking for ET right now. That's right. It, it's not good, and I don't doubt it. It would just be one more alien entering the country under Biden. Hey, yo. <laughs> Sorry. Kaylee McEnany. That was low, Jimmy. It, well, that was well, low. On this show? Yeah. That was actually pretty high. Uh, Kaylee McEnany is in studio against her better judgment. We're having a grown-up talk. Uh, this is her first time in the studio since the toys crash landed on the desks. Um, now, these toys are from my childhood, okay? I am 44 years old, so I'm older than you. Do any of these, do you recognize any of these toys or are they beyond you? Is there anybody in your orbit that has so, like a Star Wars or anything like that? I walked in, I have not been in here, as you noted, since you started the show, and I thought to myself, am I in a museum? <laughs> and no, because I was born in 1988. Oh, wow. So I'm a youngin. Yeah, yeah. Um, do any of them look familiar? I, I mean, the football helmet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but other than that, that's wow. Well, that's He-Man. I didn't mean is, to age you. No, no, that's fine. I don't care. I gave you my age. It's cool. It actually does. It looks. It kind of looks like the inside of a van that promised you candy, you know, to like court you in. But it's it's just the vibe of the studio. <laughs> but that is like the Star Wars Millennium Falcon. That is a GI Joe. Um, those are some wrestlers. That's He-Man. We keep having this debate about He-Man. That's a prescription drug called Bidenica. <laughs> it's a sleep aid made out of Joe Biden press conferences. If you would I listen to it, I'll make Josh cue it up. Josh, do you want to play her by Denica? Tell me we can't get rich off of this. Let's play it for Kaylee. When you're ready, Josh, just give us the heads up. Tell me we won't make money on Shark Tank if we sell this. It's coming. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to. Anyway. Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica, and I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning, people who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. So tell me, Kaylee McEnany, if we went on Shark Tank, could we not sell Bidenica? I think you could. Because you can't stay awake watching one of these. He doesn't do a lot of them anymore. I, you saw that poll where, like, the number one issue is poor leadership. I think you got something there. <laughs> <laughs> one of the sharks is on board. Hold on a second. We're making money on this show. Nobody listens. We got one shark. We only need, what, one more to go and we make the money? I think that's right. I'll find you one. And oh. Lincoln Ponyo is down the hall. Oh, and she's always on up. board. But by yeah. now, outnumbers over. She's half in the bag. She just goes along with anything we say. I kid. <laughs> Kaylee McEnany is in studio. Well, another thing I wanted to get your take on is we 
do have a new White House press secretary who succeeded Jen Psaki, who it's, she's doing this weird thing where she's not answering a lot of questions. Like, she might think she is. But this is what I wanted to ask. Are you starting to see? It's not the same hostility you faced. It's just not. We all know that. I don't want to belabor the point. But they are at least demonstrating some intellectual curiosity now. Beyond just Peter Ducey and Jackie Heinrich, there's a, other rumbles now. Is there a moment where the media might actually subject them to the type of incoming fire you faced? No, there's not. And I'll give you a great example of why. Mm -hmm. uh, Jen Psaki, I believe, was her last press conference. Mm -hmm. There was a reporter, I forget which outlet, but he started shouting over her as she yeah. spoke. And the White House Correspondents Association, like the good old boys club, they all band together and they think they're so cool. They run to the press secretary's office, like demanding things. And, you know, they're <laughs> the warriors. Well, they came out, they put out a statement uh, that it was unacceptable that she was interrupted. And should this occur, they would, I, I forget the penalty, like exile him from Waka. Okay. <laughs> Where were you my entire tenure <laughs> when I was being yelled at by all of you issuing the statement as I was speaking? <laughs> you were legitimately, as a White House press secretary, like the visiting team at a Philadelphia Phillies game. Whether it be like willing to throw beer at you, punch the mascot, anything. But yet, yes. you're right. They were so protected. And there is this crazy double standard. But like what I'm trying to wonder is there comes a point for the press, right, where it actually doesn't benefit them to be shilling for a president that's so historically unpopular. So I'm trying to figure out, is there a day where they try to start at least distancing themselves from him? Maybe not, again, as hostile as what you faced from the Philly faithful that were punching police horses and stuff, but, but is there a, a world where they at least try to start separating themselves from the administration just so they can endorse whoever comes next with any credibility? Yes, and you're starting to see that. You yeah. know, Jake Tapper asked some tough questions of that economic advisor. I noted to you, you're starting to see stories with leaks. Yeah, you know, yeah. the Trump administration had leaks all day, every mm -hmm. day. It was terrible in that regard, the leaking at least. But you're finally starting to see the articles, like the NBC article that came out, two dozen current and former administration officials speak on a condition of anonymity. Uh, the leaking means that People are trying to jump ship, and the media is noticing it, but still covering. Even in the NBC article, they're yeah. saying, oh, you know, he's been faced with historic challenges. They found a historian. What's mm -hmm. next? Locust? I'm thinking to myself, the last president, pretty sure he had some historic challenges. <laughs> I don't know, a once-in-a-generation pandemic? <laughs> and, and, and what's so fascinating about that, too, is, like, the last president's the reason we have a vaccine. Mm -hmm. But I was going to ask you this. If Donald Trump's the president right now, I'm willing to bet, like, most of the Democrats in this country aren't vaccinated mm -hmm. because they had so, uh, you know, trashed this vaccine. They were treating it like he was making it with Barron for the school science fair. They're like, oh, he's making it himself. This is garbage. I mean, Biden and Kamala spent the whole campaign saying this isn't going to go through the right process and, you know, not, not the right scrutiny. So could you see a world where if this is a second Trump term, we have a unvaccinated population that leans to the left? Absolutely. If he was president now, um, mm. you you note yeah. Kamala, Joe, they mm. all had vaccine hesitancy, which now That's is crazy. the greatest scourge you could ever have in society is be <laughs> someone who questions the vaccine. Look, I'm vaccinated, but everyone has their personal choice. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. If President Trump were president, you'd be questioning 
despite the fact that it is the CDC, you know, yeah. a separate entity that greenlights all this. And uh -huh. it just goes to show the politics of it all. It's so true. We're talking to the great Kaylee McEnany in studio. It's one of the things that fascinates me, though, is even in that NBC article you referenced, they threw in that caveat of, like, Donald Trump was considered by historians <laughs> one of the worst presidents in history. Like, they had to get a dig in there so their readers knew they hadn't completely abandoned the mission. But I don't think you can make any comparison between Donald Trump and Joe Biden in terms of what's going on in this country. Like, we didn't have a 40-year high in inflation. We could afford gas. The border wasn't wide open. You know, we had baby formula on the shelves. Like, there's no world where Joe Biden is substantively in the same conversation with Donald Trump. But I, the rest of the world knows that if you look at the poll numbers. But do they not know it, or are they just trying to, like, keep a straight face, hoping they'll turn it around? Like, how do you say that with a straight face, I guess is my question. Well, because to them, the tweets were everything. You know, it's President so Trump, when he tweeted yeah, yeah. personal things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that was everything to them. Uh -huh. that, that made him the worst president. They said, never mind, there were not Donald Trump silhouettes stickers on gas pumps pointing to the <laughs> gas prices. Um, I had a baby at the time. Uh -huh. I gave birth to that baby on the Trump campaign. And guess what? You know, I don't breastfeed, so I could go buy formula. <laughs> I mean, that was the day and age of Trump where uh -huh. the economy was roaring. Wages were going up, outpacing. There wasn't inflation to yeah. outpace. They were actually just rising. Yeah. Undeniably, our country was better off. There's, But but leave it to the media. It's all the tweets, the mean man <laughs> tweeting. My Gosh, I'd take some mean tweets. Give me a whole <laughs> slew of them right now. Well, you're in luck because yeah. if uh, you don't block me, I'm kidding. If you unblock my account, they're coming your way. I kid. We're talking to Kaylee. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's. I think it's so true. And I think what's so fascinating about the moment we're living in now is I actually think it's sadly, but things have gotten bad enough in the country that people are looking beyond political grievance. Like the luxury we had under Trump is you actually could root for your party harder than your country because things were tangibly okay. We could afford goods. We had goods. Okay, we could afford gas. You know, we had gas. We're energy independent. Now that things have gotten bad enough for enough people, like you are starting to see independents, I mean, have turned on Biden in a stunning fashion because they're living in a reality that's so different than the one that, you know, that he is ultimately selling them. And that's why I think in a roundabout way, like Trump leaving Twitter was really, don't you think, like the worst thing for Biden? Because we got into substance and the substance is bad. Yeah, and he lost a foil. Biden yeah. needed a foil. He was a man in a basement who you could make whatever you wanted. You could make him... Mr. Rogers, you could make him Johnny Depp if you want. You could make him whatever your heart desired. He just was not Trump. Fill in the blank. Make him whoever you want. And then he gets to office. And I think what's so frustrating is he acts as if everything has just happened to him. Yeah. But COVID did happen to the country. That is mm -hmm. one thing that legitimately happened. No yeah. one caused it. Uh, it happened to the country. But you can't sit there if you're Biden. And in this NBC article, he talks about Obama. He used to go to Obama and say, man, I hate all these things have landed on you one after the other, landed on your shoulders. And then I came in and it was way worse. Acting like these things just happen to you yeah. is not helping anyone. That's so true. Um, and then making at, make it seem, go on his chief of staff's Twitter feed a few, uh, like a month ago, there were like 18 tweets in one day about how great the economy was. And I'm like, <laughs> no one feels that way. Biden's <laughs> op-ed in the Wall Street Journal this week talking about a third of it, how great the economy is. No one feels this way. <laughs> and it didn't happen to you. You made it happen. Yo, it's so true. If Biden was the captain of the Titanic, and he kind of is. 
But if yes. he was, they would blame the iceberg on climate change. There you go. And then they'd try selling you another cruise while you were rowing away in the lifeboat. Wasn't this fun? Yes. Like, no, no, it wasn't fun. It's actually very cold. Some of us didn't get a boat, but he's like, no, <laughs> no, it's fine. Okay, but we're talking about sinking ships because I do have to talk Amber Heard with you for a second. Okay, Jillian Turner and I got into this on the Faulkner Focus before you guys probably covered it much better on Outnumbered, but stick with me. <laughs> This, there are people arguing that, you know, the Amber Heard verdict is ultimately going to discourage people from coming forward. But I don't actually think that's true. I think it's going to discourage people who are lying from coming forward because the message sent from that jury was not we don't want to hear from women. It was we clearly don't think she's telling the truth based on the amount of the punitive damage they levied because they don't normally do that. So to go as far as they did means they thought she went as far as we think she did. Um, so do you think this is actually bad for women going forward, or do you think it's actually a win for, like, due process? Where do you put this? I think it's a loss for everyone. Okay. Um, first of all... Just meaning the trial itself. I, yes. <laughs> I am not a fan of the trial. I'm not a fan of Johnny Depp. I'm not a fan of Amber Heard. And it's funny, everyone trying to put these people, to Charlie Hurt's point earlier, in boxes. Like, Amber Heard's not the head of the Me Too movement, nor should she ever be given that she put out this op-ed not noting the fact that she's on audio saying that she's hitting johnny depp yeah. or punching him whatever you want to characterize that is and johnny depp people are putting him on the pedestal as like the picture of due process and the good guy who's vindicated <laughs> no if you want that go for brett kavanaugh but like <laughs> johnny depp he ain't it and yeah. neither is amber heard i'm just all of them like i thought the last time i was going to have to talk about this was outnumbered but oh. now i'm with you and then i looked at the gutfeld rundown and <laughs> maybe it's the last day <laughs> the grand finale the going yes. out of business sale you know they always have those in times square yeah. maybe we'll finally have one story go out of business yes kaylee mcinney business always booming when you're here thank you for this good luck with the lightning Thank you. All and right. Gutfeld this evening. I need Oh, it. it's it's going down tonight. Make sure you there watch you go. Gutfeld. It's going to be a banger. Um, and you have to watch. I, I'm facing off against Abby Hornacek on Tucker tonight in the final exam. And she's going down. Like, I know I'm friendly with all the women in this building. But that's all on hold for five minutes tonight on television. This is a war. We're playing prison rules. I'll be watching. I'm competing on behalf of all the community college graduates who majored in <laughs> intro to Xbox. This would be a big win if we take down, down a UCLA gal. So I'll be ready to go. I'm rooting for you, right. even though I love Abby. <laughs> no, she's a good act. All right, Kaylee McEnany, we're back after this. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. On the baby formula shortage in this country, yo, the president of the United States was given a pretend job. They distracted him while the adults were working on real stuff. Do you remember that montage I always play about the adults being back in the room, you know, when Biden took over? Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room. It, it seems as though we have a, uh, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just simply doing the work. Really, the, the theme, I would say, is the adults are back. Still, it is a relief to have adults in charge. Now we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um, there is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's glorious. That was absolutely dreadful. Yes, yeah, so as it turns out, the adults are back in the room, but Joe Biden isn't considered one of them. From everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are fired up for hour number three of this best of Fox Across America episode. It's Labor Day. I am not actually laboring. Um, probably my family is laboring to wake me up on the couch, get me to do something productive because I am a slob today. I can't. I can't move. It's up to Jenny and Lincoln. This is exhausting. Uh, Big hour coming up, though. We have the family, uh, the Duck Dynasty family, uh, to discuss their new show. They're off in the woods hunting for treasure. We're also going to hear from the man, Wesley Hunt, who is a superstar congressional candidate from the great state of Texas and did not defund the fashion police when he came on this show. A lot of shots fired at the wardrobe department. It was a fun one. So I'll hand it off to these superstar guests. These fellas uh, are fired up to announce that Duck Family Treasure, now ser- now streaming on foxnation.com, here to talk about it. Jason, Jeff Robertson, hey, fellas. Hey. Howdy. Thanks for, uh... We have been taking in New York. It's you nice. have, though? Yes. Did you do, like, full New York stuff? Like, you, you bought a fake Rolex and stuff like that, or no? Well, Jeff ordered a hot dog, which... And he's famous well, I, for it, having some, uh... I thought know. it was really good. Well, now, I went last night to Jean George. Now, that place is real good. Now, that's fancy. But you better bring your wallet. Ooh, <laughs> they're proud of it. <laughs> you can bring it in. You won't bring it out. No, right. they're, they're doing real things there. But the Times Square hot dog is what gets me. I you, was surprised that Jeff went in. He's, he's famous for having stomach issues so i thought well we'll see how that works out well the thing about the thing about a Times square hot dog is you're fighting fire with fire like uh. your, your stomach was like oh this dude's crazy <laughs> your stomach probably backed down is what happened i just had to know no do just... you know that if you can eat a Times square hot dog and live you don't actually have to get a covid vaccine oh, I'll <laughs> they consider good. your immune system so strong they're like no nothing can take this guy down oh. so i'm pumped up to have you both in here we were talking toys when you sat down you told me you have a he-man collection yes G.I. Joe, He-Man. Oh, so a lot of this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is where oh, yeah. it gets awkward. We might have taken some of it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when we were there filming at your house. No, I'm kidding. That my that He-Man and, and the cat is Battle Cat. Yeah. It's like my, one of my OG favorite toys ever. And when I got the show, I brought in all my old toys as a way of telling like the big time politicians that I don't know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? They yeah. come and they see the toys. They're like, are oh, the Millennium Falcons here. How serious could this be? And it makes yeah. my life a little bit easier. Well, I'll give you some inside scoop about our new show, which I thought was embarrassing at the time. But now maybe upon this revelation, this may actually be cool. But, Jeff, he's the rookie of our bunch. We have an expert. His name is Murray Crow. He's been metal mm-hmm. detecting for 40-something years. Mm-hmm. He taught me. Well, then I got Jeff in, but he's kind of the rookie, the newbie. But most of the things Jeff found was into two categories trash and toys i found a lot of toys he found a lot of toys so so explain this to me you're in the woods looking for buried treasure yep okay people bury toys or do they just forget them on like camping trips what do you think i think they were just left there i think they because they were pretty surface okay okay level but they're there but they're there like old (laughs) toys i I found an amazing old plane that was like from the 60s i mean it was was. kind of a cool and it was cool and i mean it's like jeff every time i turn around one time i don't even think this made the show but it was one of the hardest i've ever laughed on the show we came up we thought we had actually found this fantastical treasure and we were excited and jeff came up and he's like Look, I found this cool bulldozer. <laughs> it was a little kid. This was the big breakthrough. Uh, yeah. But I also understand. So you're in the wood. You also found Hillary Clinton's email server. Is that true? <laughs> this we? is a big break, big political break. <laughs> I don't remember. Hi, kid. Stop. Oh, I'm talking okay. to Jason right. Jeff Robertson, yeah. the show, Duck Family Treasure. It's a brand new series. 
It's streaming right now on foxnation.com. Uh, I have questions. I All right, get give them this. to us. Okay, because this is fascinating stuff. Hidden right. cannons filled with gold. Okay, I understand yes. that's what you're hunting for. We were. Why were they a thing? Do we know why? I think someone we need Murray here to for, give. Was, the, this, do you was remember it like his, a Civil War relic or something, and they stashed the gold? It was they. There was a look. A lot of the stories where we take off, uh -huh. they're what I call fantastical stories that's passed down. But we went. I mean, if you're going to go treasure hunting, mm -hmm. you're going to go do this awesome adventure in yeah, the yeah. outdoors with people that you mm -hmm. know you you love and depend on. Why not go for? The whole kit and caboodle. Yeah. We went after <laughs> some legend, yeah. legendary. Like the Goonies, missing. you went and found a pirate ship, like Chester Copperpot and all that. We, we actually found. We we had a moment where, where there was a famous story about a steamboat had crashed uh -huh. within what two hours of where we live. Yeah, wow. And so Murray's like, I I think we can find this. And <laughs> now look, did I actually believe we were going to find this? No. <laughs> <laughs> but he had the itch, as they say, uh -huh. and uh, he had actually found something really spectacular earlier in the day, and it was like, where do we go from here? Uh -huh. So he's like, I want to go try to find this steamboat. And so he has invented several items that we use on the show that go more than what a metal detector can go down. You know, a uh -huh. metal detector, people don't know this, it can only search about a foot oh, below the surface. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I mean, it's these things cost like $800, $1,000, but you're only going down a foot. But what he invented, I think, goes down 100 feet. Yeah. And so he made one of them amphibious, which is kind of what the show yeah. is about. And we actually found this wrecked steamboat that was happened, what, 150 years before? Yeah. It was like 1800s. We found it. <sighs> Yeah. That's badass. Yeah, yeah I mean, cool. I didn't know where we were supposed to go from there. The producers were looking around. I was like, I think we need some divers and <laughs> some <laughs> big equipment. But we just kind of ended with, oh, here's what we found. But you actually it, found something, which is amazing, because I'm so used to watching shows where they don't find. I used to watch a show, Finding Bigfoot. They were yeah. on, like, their fifth season. They had The show should be called Not Finding Bigfoot. They never found Bigfoot. Well, exactly. But, but, I'm not sure how that yeah. <laughs> took off. I'm like, how do you get another season out of this? Well, You've never found Bigfoot. But here we are. I actually thought I found Bigfoot. And <laughs> I'll tell you a story. We have these deer cams, you know. We uh -huh. keep up with, you know, our property and what's eating, you know, the various things that we're putting out for hunting season because we believe it's kind of God's grocery store. <laughs> but my brother, Willie, our other brother, had walked by mm -hmm. one of the deer cams and the way his arms were positioned when we first saw that uh -huh. i thought i actually have bigfoot but it turned out to be my brother so. well, one of my favorite comedians <laughs> mitch hedberg says he's fantastic you can't find him because he's actually blurry he is blurry because <laughs> of oh, every video that's right <laughs> great that's mitch hedberg joke he's like you know i like escalators because they can't break they just become stairs that's you right. know it's really funny uh yeah. we're talking to jason jet robertson the new series duck family treasure streaming on fox nation uh go to foxnation.com right now make some moves when you guys are walking around as the duck dynasty badasses that you are uh, do you guys get stopped a lot? Like, what's your what's your travel game like? We actually have been stopped in between shows. We got stopped about <laughs> ten minutes ago. Did right you know outside? That's, yeah, that's family so funny. from South Carolina. We did. Yeah. I know. It was a young girl. She got all teary eyed, and I thought, I'm not sure 
what does she feel sorry for us or <laughs> no she was really sweet Aww. but I, look we try to do things uh especially in the young people world the teenagers because they're looking around wondering who they are and what you know yeah. what happened we we've all been there but we try to do inspiring things i mean we even the show uh you know we try to make it more about heart and character yeah. and you know at the end it's about you know who you're with not necessarily what you find and yeah. i think that's why the show has been successful so so far there's a lot more heart than you would think. It's a good hang. Uh, yeah, it is. See, it's... we pitched Fox Nation a show about going in the woods and finding all of your beer empties to get rich off of after you guys are done shooting. Would we make money on that deal? Well, you, you got to have some heart somewhere. <laughs> Where's the heart? It sounds like a yes. It does sound like we'd find the empties. You do surprisingly find a lot of beer cans you out. You do, right? Oh, it is true. Jeff everywhere. is an expert at finding uh, beer cans that are a foot deep because it makes you wonder... <laughs> Yeah, how did I, they get down there? How did it, you digging a hole for your empty beer? You're burying your beer can? You know, they do like message in a bottle. No one ever talks about message in a beer can, but it's just, that's, I guess it's a, it's dug down. That's, that's fascinating true. stuff. All right, I'm going to give you another one because Murray turned 75 during this season of the show. He does. It's my understanding he was surprised with something called a meteorite hunt. Now, what does that constitute? You're looking for meteorite pieces in the you world? You know, we were just flying by the seat of our pants on that. He's done that before, but okay. I'm like, you actually go out and find things things that rocks from outer space that have been there thousands of years i can't tell you if we actually found one because i don't think that episode has aired okay. oh we, yeah you don't want to blow it no spoilers well no spoilers but i'll just tell you this it was uh must see tv <laughs> <laughs> and look well you done you think about it i was a little apprehensive about it because uh -huh. look how do horror movies start yeah you find a rock it's from outer space the next thing you know something crawls out of it goes in your ear and the uh, next thing you know you're right. a nightmare so that's I, the worst. I was a little scared about that. <laughs> it's, a, it's another reason we all need to quit smoking so much weed in this country. That's a yeah. bug in a rock. It's going to kill us all. I mean, it, it, <laughs> which, I'll take your word for it. On that. <laughs> hey, D, yeah, don't, don't get started. Defense wins championships. Um, I'm fascinated by this, and I think what a lot of people benefit from in this day and age, for real, is escapism escapism you go out to the woods oh. you're not doing what i'm doing right now which is talking about politics all day or culture war bs or yeah. anything in between i almost feel like i mean you guys grew up in this environment so on some level you're so used to it is it even escapism it's almost like you're not escaping you're just this is your home at this point no yeah i mean ever yeah. since i've been here i've just so, feel real anxious and i was I gonna mean, say I'm this is almost your escapism but you want to go back right i want to go back i like just the horizon with woods and water and out in the outdoors and uh, that's just well fun. when i was eating dinner last night there was um some people there next to us and they were talking about oh oh just went to marseille oh marseille oh, and i went to monte carlo and <laughs> i was like man we are just this ain't our scene. going totally different directions in life <laughs> but uh, I, I appreciate the woods i think more than marseille oh yeah. I, I would agree no, i was my escapism this morning was I was one tree in a mist of all these buildings and people, and I just went over and got next to that tree. And I thought, whew, looks like it's me and you, pal. <laughs> There's no place like home. I get it. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. We're talking to Jason Jep Robertson, uh, Duck Family Treasure, streaming on Fox Nation right now. Uh, I always find that in New York, 
uh, you can find what you're looking for. Like I used to drive a taxi in New York City. Oh, if boy. you know, but you have to know where to look. That's the thing. Because every yeah. culture, everything in the world is here. Like you'd find people that hang out in the woods and stuff that might have lived yeah. in Vermont or something in between. But most people who come here wind up in the big box. You know, you wind up in Times Square or something like that. Yeah. But like, for instance, like if you wanted to see like a magic show, you get on the one train, there's a magician that'll make your wallet disappear like two minutes after you get on the train. <laughs> <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, always, there's always something. But I could find you anything as a cab driver. Like if you were really home homesick, you wanted, like, seriously, an alligator. If you gave me an hour, like, I wouldn't have the gator, but I'd have a firm commitment to get it here within, like, three hours if we had the money. So next time you're here, if you're feeling, you know, you feel a little lonely, you call up your old cab driving buddy, we'll make some magic happen. I think we could, and I'm sure there's a lot of uh, treasure upstate. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But in the city itself, that's a good Fox Nation show. We're just looking for underground vice. Like, I could get get you a giraffe down on Baxter Street. I want to go frog hunting in, like, Central Park. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. That would be great. There's all kinds of stuff going on in Central Park, man. You'll meet time travelers, you know, people from other dimensions. Oh, we're going there later, so uh, maybe that was the whole treasure. (laughs) You know, the irony of this is you're going to find Bigfoot. It turns out he's just in Central Park. (laughs) He's just hanging out. It's the next show. Uh, But this show it's 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 really amazing like i'm excited all i got to watch was the trailer but it's so funny because it's just you two there instead of here it's you guys and murray it's the same vibe you know what i mean you can't fake the thing you guys are just like me when people meet they know you can't fake being as dumb as i am like this is what i am there's no you know dressing it up and uh there's a realism to the whole thing that i think everyone listening would benefit from so how about that for a promo i love it i mean look when we started doing tv i said we're going to be who we are because we can rep- we can reproduce that. Yeah, it's <laughs> if so people true. like it, great. If not, oh well, we tried. No, but it's so true. I did the same thing with the radio. I got like, hey, man, I used to drive a taxi in the city. I don't know what I'm doing. It makes my life so easy because if I have yeah. to get on and pretend I know what I'm doing, like people are going to figure it, it out eventually. Right. It'll never work. No, no. We're just ghost riding this bad boy. It, it was an honor <laughs> to do it. Uh, exactly. The season is streaming now. It is on Fox Nation, Duck Family Treasure. Uh, you guys will always have this. Enjoy New York. Uh, get back home safe in one piece. I know how desperately you want to get out of this godforsaken town. I'm right there with you. But there they go. Jason, Jet Robinson, two badasses. You can catch them in the woods on Fox Nation. It's Duck Family Treasure. We're back after this. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Everybody in the world wished they could live exactly where I was living. Yeah. Then I started traveling the country and people are like, New York, are you out of your mind? Why would you live there? It's so expensive. You've got nine roommates in a studio apartment. Every time you go out to the door, some wizards go and potty on the sidewalk. It's actually true, though. It's disgusting. So believe me, there are better places to be in this country than New York City. And if you don't believe me, ask Vicky, who is calling from Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Vicky. Well, hello, sir. I spoke with you one other time talking about Roe versus Wade. Yes, you did. I got something I want to say, and I hope it will resonate. You know, under FDR's administration, Mm -hmm. Franklin Roosevelt, during the Depression, we passed in 1947 the Federal Administrative Procedures Act. And why it's important is states started adopting the same thing, Wyoming, in 1966. We bypassed the functions of the legislature, the judicial, and the executive branches. We created an accumulation of power in the hands of bureaucratic agencies. Okay, they make the rules, Mm -hmm. and these same agencies are where you have to appeal them, contested cases. Rules 
uh, and regulations that govern everything, taxation, land use, oh, yeah. public health care. The Le CDC can do yeah, what it just, can do. I was just going to jump in. Look at Fauci. I mean, our country for the past two years has been run by unelected basement bureaucrats. They're it's literally, run, yeah. Since 1947. That's, that's insane. <laughs> we have, and we have created agencies, but yeah. they are operated by non-elected bureaucrats. We have given that authority. I don't know how many states have it, but I will get off the phone by saying this was not without criticism before 47 when mm -hmm. the act was adopted, mm -hmm. and it's still under criticism now. Yeah, so people would say, well, you can't go back and redo 70 years. Well, if we don't, we're going to get that socialism we all thought we didn't want. Oh, man, is it so and true. Sir, he, your fellow told me to be brief, so I'll get off. I hope you come here. No, Vicky, KROE. We're coming to Sheridan, Wyoming. It's a thing. I hope so. I gotta we'll get try and get you here. Bye-bye. All right, girlfriend. Be well. There she goes, the great Vicky in Sheridan, Wyoming. Steve down in Buford, South Carolina. That's Tim Scott territory. Steve-O. Hey, Jimmy. Nice to finally meet you. I listen to you constantly Whoa. on my three-hour drive to work. Oh, man. And uh, finally... Finally calling in, and it's an honor to be on the same day as uh, Tim Scott was. He, he needs to get into that Oval Office as far as I'm concerned. I, yo, I agree, because the thing is, Tim Scott would force the country to have an honest conversation about race instead of the pretend one we're having now. And that's why the Democrats quietly, they're so threatened by him, by the idea of a black conservative. Because if Tim Scott runs for president and tells his story, no black person would ever vote Democrat again. You you can't because they're selling yeah. such a message of defeatism and he is the ultimate symbol of empowerment i mean his mom was abject poverty his grandfather was a sharecropper he was forced out of school in third grade to pick cotton and tim scott grew up to be the first black american elected to both houses of congress they want nothing oh but nothing to do with that so you're right um really quick steve-o we're 30 seconds from a hard commercial break but i want to make this first phone call work for you i just want your point you said that oil executives know biden isn't trying to solve the problem is that what your take was yeah yeah listen i'm, I'm gonna try in 30 seconds now you got so 10 he gets a, <laughs> go ahead he, yeah he, he gets into he gets into office signs all these orders he now he has to what steve hurts. is saying is let's go brandon byron donalds comes by from florida tells us all the time he has the most swag but he does contend that Greg Stubbe is the best dressed. But we always put out the rankings every time either one of them is on. Well, if this next guest gets elected to the 38th Congressional District of Texas, we might have to change the power rankings because the dude has some swag. Wesley Hunt is on the show. Hey, man. <laughs> How are you doing? You tell Byron I got double his swag. Whoa, that's big. Yo, you don't know what you just started, Wesley Hunt. Come on, man. Tell him I said that. Whoa. Tell him I said that. That is, I mean, wow. You talk about activating the launch sequence. This is a big deal. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, Wesley Hunt, Mr. Dr. Swag over there. Um, are, you, are you picking out your own gear, or is the missus getting involved? No, this is kind of my thing. I've been picking out my own gear for a while. Oh. And what we want to do is we want to make sure that we bring in and usher in a new party that understands swag, understands all this drip, and we want to make sure that we show the Democrats who's boss from a fashion standpoint and also a policy standpoint. Whoa. That's our goal. Big talk is on the ballot in November, <laughs> folks. <laughs>
Wow. All right, you got my attention, Hunt. Let's have this chat because I, I don't think uh, the Democrats realize that we are the fun party. Like, there's a lot more fun being had on the right where you're not trying to, like, cancel anybody or get rid of them. We're just out having a good right. time because I think in America, that was the whole hook is everybody wants to get in because this is the party. You know, if you're walking through a casino, you don't want to sit at the table where everybody's staring at their feet. You want the one where they're high-fiving and, you know, tipping the waitress $100 bills. That's America, right. is it not? <laughs> right. That, Thank you. That, that absolutely is, is America. And if you look at, if you look at, you know, even some of my favorite comedians like like, like Dave Chappelle, mm -hmm. and I, I, I was actually on Joe Rogan's podcast as well. There These are guys that just like to have a good time and want to laugh and want to have fun. Mm -hmm. And we are, we are the party of fun. No, it's it's a... okay to poke fun. It's okay to have a good time with each other. It's the Democrats right now that want to cancel anything edgy that you might say. And I think that's why we're getting a lot of key influencers back to our side. That's a great point. You know what I always laughed about about the Chappelle thing is everybody like protesting Chappelle jokes it's on Netflix meaning it's on demand you had to go out and demand to watch that content <laughs> right he said, he said you, you had to go on Netflix and click my face yes I didn't make you do that yes you did it yourself you demanded it and now I'm the bad guy it's it's not right Wesley Hunt it's not right okay ridiculous well let's get into ridiculous. it okay you're down in Texas um, it's the border's obviously out of control. Uh, we've got this battle between, you know, Governor Abbott and Eric Adams up here in New York. But shouldn't we just be fighting with Joe Biden for unsecuring it? I mean, isn't that the bigger issue here is not bus trips, but border trips as a whole? I think you are exactly right. And I think a lot of a lot of Democrats that, that are not in the Mexican border states have absolutely no idea. They have absolutely no perspective as to what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, but just over the course of the past year, we've had enough fentanyl to illegally cross our southern border to kill every American five times. And now, I don't know if you saw this story, but it's actually coming in the form of candy. Mm -hmm. So that means not only are we going to be killing adults, we're going to be killing children. And this is because of Biden's uh, uh, just unwillingness to want to secure the border. Kamala Harris was made the border star. And as a military guy, when you're put in charge of something, you got to be in charge of it. And the border czar hasn't even shown up to the border. This administration right now would rather add 87,000 more IRS agents than more border security agents. And that also goes to show you where their priorities are. Again, they are in the wrong place. They are on the wrong side of history. They are exposing themselves. And I think that's what's going to usher in one of the greatest red waves that we have seen in modern history. Yeah, I do think it's coming. I, f I feel the same way. Like, Kamala won't even go to an on-the-border restaurant, you know, like the Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't go out. She stopped eating guacamole. Like, she won't even go to the <laughs> restaurant. She won't even go to the restaurant. No, it's, it's crazy. It's bad. We're talking yeah. to Wesley Hunt, uh, the self-proclaimed future best-dressed man in Congress. It's a bold statement. <laughs> Okay, this, this is the kind of show where that's that's going to make headlines, just so you know. Um, let's talk about this, though, because you mentioned the expansion of the IRS. Okay, I think the biggest scam in history might be the fact the Democrats are yelling about this bill, which they're, you know, calling the greatest climate change bill in the history of this nation. But if climate change was such a big priority for the American people, why did they have to pass it under a different name? I know, and, and, and they're talking about passing it under the, calling it the Inflation Reduction Act, when it actually doesn't do that. It literally kills the middle class in the name of climate change. And I always I'll refer to these people as basically the climate cartel, mm -hmm. because they actually don't care about our well-being. They don't care about taxes. They don't care about gas prices. They don't
don't care about inflation. They care about one agenda. But I'm going to tell you, being down here in Texas and being the energy congressman of the world, the future energy congressman of the world right here in Houston, Texas, I'm going to tell you that our industry is doing just what the climate cartel wants us to do. And we are reducing our carbon footprint every year because of natural gas and our clean and safe production of oil. And if we were to really talk about this and drill down as to how we get to the future abundant and economically feasible source of energy for the world, you're not going to get there without the oil and gas energy, without natural gas, and without us. And that's why we're seeing all these issues worldwide. And while we have all the resources right here in our country to solve them all, this administration refuses to acknowledge it. And their response is what? We need to pay more taxes. We need more IRS agents. I'm going to tell you, we don't have a tax revenue problem in this country. We have a spending problem in this country. And this administration has spent at least $2.3 trillion in just one year and a half. It's despicable, and they should be ashamed of themselves. No, I agree with you on that one. It drives me crazy, man, because there's no way to expand the size of the IRS and not increase the amount of middle-class audits. That's what these agents do. You know, I, the analogy exactly. I always make is if I come home and my son has 87,000 red Solo cups, I assume he was planning a keg party. I, I, I assume there was going to be a party in my house while I was gone, no? I, I think maybe, just maybe, he might be playing some flip cup. Yeah. <laughs> A little something, something. Um, did, <laughs> did you see your energy secretary tell people that they just need to put solar panels on their house? Because to me, again, that speaks to somebody who doesn't get it. If you don't have money to pay the electric bill, you don't have money for solar panels. You know, I can't. If my buddy says he's having a hard time getting a date and I respond with, dude, just ask out Cindy Crawford. That's not a real solution. Yeah. You know? Yes, and you know what's really interesting is that honestly, there are a lot of just hardworking American people that just don't make that kind of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's talking about just go buy solar panels. First of all, get to be able to afford a home. Thank the you. Prices of home have gone through, through the roof. Mm -hmm. Our mortgage rates are going through the roof because of this administration. And so this always goes to talk about just how tone deaf they are. Oh, look, if you can't afford gas. Uh, uh, go buy an EV. Mm -hmm. The average cost of an EV is $68,000. Yeah. That price tag is more than what the average family of four makes, the median average family of four makes in this country. Let's put that in perspective. And these are supposed to be the party of the people, the yep. party of minorities, the party of black and brown people. And the only thing that they are doing is hurting those that fit right in that middle-class socioeconomic region. And I think that's the other reason why that the Republican Party right now has become the party of the people, because we understand that we have got to make things more affordable, not just for the rich, not just for the lower class, but for everyone. Imagine. Everybody in America has got to be able to live better, and good policies provide that for all of us. No, I'm, I'm with you, man. Uh, Wesley Hunt is on the line. He's a candidate for the United States House of Representatives in the 38th Congressional District of Texas. And uh, there's one other thing I have to throw at you about your campaign that jumped out at me. Um, I was actually I was a little nervous because I saw you were out in Iowa. And uh, yeah. it was a risky. No, no, it was a, that's not the that's not the part that made me nervous. I was great, uh, but you got on the grill and flipped burgers in Iowa. Now I can tell you, as a Texan, you're putting a lot on the line there because if you don't know how to work a grill in Texas, your campaign is over, dude. You know, you have to know that. So I'm assuming like your grill game is on point. Is that fair? 
My father, look, my you know, my dad is a retired lieutenant colonel in the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister's a West Point graduate. My brother's a West Point graduate. I'm a West Point graduate. And when you come from a, from a family that has 60 years worth of service, that loves the American way, and we're all from Texas, the one thing we can all do is work a grill. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> well, because I always, whenever I see someone running for office get near a grill or, like, a beer, you always get these cringy, inauthentic <laughs> moments. Like, we had a, the one woman who's running for re-election as our governor in New York took a picture where she's, you know, she's holding a spatula the wrong way and the grill yeah, isn't lit. Terrible. And it, yeah, again, terrible. everyone threw the challenge flag at the same time. It was crazy. But, <laughs> but you stuck, but you stuck. Wow. The, but the minute, I'm not kidding, the minute I saw the video in your feet, I'm like, oh, God, no, God, no, God, no. But you did stick the landing. So I just want to give you credit Come for that. Now. Um, of course. No, no this, is imp- this is important, because if you're going to be the swag master of Congress, you got to be able to work a grill, Wesley, hon. I'm telling you because I care. <laughs> I love it. That's all. Well, we'll do but also, I would say this, too. Mm-hmm. My wife is born and raised in Iowa, so Ooh. I go to Iowa at least three times a year anyway just to visit my in-laws. Wow. So it was actually really t- really fun for me to actually go visit my wife's little stomping grounds, go see the Iowa State Fair. She's been a lot when she was a kid. Yep. I got to take my little girls to it. It was absolutely a great experience. If you haven't been, mm. I highly recommend it. Oh, no, it's great. And you can get, I mean, literally deep-fried anything. They will deep-fry a pair of Nikes and let you eat them at the <laughs> Iowa State Fair. Get anything. They'll, they, You're not lying. <laughs> anything. And you know what? Here's a newsflash. It'll be delicious. Those will be the those will be the best Jordan twos you've ever eaten in your I life. Know. They'll be great. You no, I'm, a Jordan, I'm a Jordan Eleven fan personally. All right. Well, but, listen, but the twos are nice too. Listen, yeah. I, you, you're flexing a lot of a lot of knowledge on the show, Wesley Hunts. Okay. <laughs> You've you've started enough battles without us getting into sneaker warfare. Uh, let's just this was excellent. Let's do it again soon before you've added more enemies to the list. Man, okay, my man. I love it. I, lo- I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, any any information for me? It's at uh, WesleyForTexas.com. I really would love your help to help us usher in this next red wave. It's a great time to be an American. It's a great time for us to, to shift this pendulum back to normalcy and to pro-American values. Damn right. Me on. And, if, and if he wins, he's going to give everyone fashion advice, right? Is that a campaign promise? <laughs> Let's go. Done. <laughs> Make America swag again. There it goes. Wesley go. Hunt. I'll there talk to you go. soon, man. Be well. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. You too, my man. There he goes. The great Wesley Hunt. A lot of swag on the other end of the phone, Byron Donalds. I know they're listening in BD's office. Byron Donalds tell you every time he comes on the show, he's like, Greg Stubbe is the best-dressed man in Congress, but he claims that he himself has the most swag. I got to tell you, Wesley Hunt came on the phone guns blazing. And you know a guy like me, that stuff matters because I'm always trying to give you the person behind the politics. Now, that person you were just talking to, I've never talked to him before. It's a cool guy. And he's a cool guy that gets it. Okay, we're fighting all the wrong battles in this country. And in this effort to push their agenda on the rest of us, like climate change, okay, understand, nobody in this country, except coastal elites, white coastal elites, care about climate change. Nobody else cares. No, First of all, nobody believes it because none of these white coastal elites that tell you the world's going to end if we don't reduce our carbon footprint are reducing their carbon footprint. They're all flying around in private jets, jet setting all over the planet. We did a story in America's newsroom today 
where Steven Spielberg, who famously gave that interview in 2018, saying, I don't understand people who blithely go through life not concerned about emissions. I don't understand how they can even live with themselves. And what did we find out? His private jet since that interview has built o o has burnt over $118,000 worth of jet fuel. What an idiot. I don't understand how you can just not care about the environment, he said as he flew away on $118,000 worth of private jet fuel. Yo, Steven Spielberg. Shut up, will you shut up? But think about climate change. Think about climate change. Who do you know that's a prominent face of climate change that isn't a white person? Who do you know? Okay. Al Gore won an Emmy for an inconvenient truth. He said we had 10 years to live in 2006. Never mind that we survived those 10 years. Never mind that he has an electric bill at his home house that makes Las Vegas look Amish. Al Gore, is he white? Oh, up next, John Kerry, your climate czar. The world's going to end. Is he white? Really weird. This is Steven Spielberg, Leonardo DiCaprio, Greta Thunberg. Uh, what color? Really odd. There's Prince Harry, another one of these yahoos. Oh, the world's going to end, flies away in a private jet. They're all full of it. That's the point. Climate change is a branding exercise for white people, okay? White people who want to feel better about themselves, who want to have a moral superiority to everybody else, who bathe in self-righteousness, want to get out there and be like, screw you, I'm saving the planet. Never mind that we don't have any data that says this is actually caused by man. Never mind, if we're going to be honest with you, that up until now, if someone told you they could control the weather, control the weather, you'd be like, they're crazy. But now we're supposed to believe with a straight face that now you understand we can control the weather. Just, you know, give all of our money to China, outsource all of our manufacturing, declare war on the fossil fuel industry. We'll be able to, you know, control the weather. It's totally false. No, they're idiots. And Wesley Hunt, to his credit, he has 60 years of military service to this country and his family. Happens to be a really cool guy that gets it. Okay, we have people in Washington running this climate scam, okay, that are a bunch of Looney Tunes, which is why November can't get here quickly enough. It's the best of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox Across America presents Great Moments in Presidential History. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the Earth. Tonight, I am directing NASA to develop a permanently manned space station and to do it within a decade. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know, Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. It's a Labor Day best of. My message to you as we hit the road, uh, you can watch me on TV tomorrow morning. Uh, I will be on with Dana Perino and Bill Hemmer kicking it off on America's Newsroom. Uh, if you want to hang out with me in person, we got more stand-up dates added. Uh, October 15th, I will be at the Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa, Iowa 
come yuck it up with your radio buddy. And they just added a second show at the Red Rock out in Las Vegas, Nevada for Saturday night, November the 5th. There is now a 10 p.m. show at your disposal if you want to come hang. Tickets to all of this available at Ticketmaster.com. I'd love to see you. Uh, mainly because I'm probably going to need a ride to the airport in Vegas after I blow it all at the blackjack tables. But either way, however you roll, happy Labor Day, man. I hope you and your family just had the best time allowable by law. Uh, if you got into any type of trouble whatsoever, you can hit me up on Twitter at Greg Gutfeld. Uh, but seriously, you know, I love doing this show and uh, there was no way I was just mailing today in and not at least addressing you on some level because you are my people. You know what I'm saying? This is a movement. And uh, we are a force multiplier of positive energy and patriotism and everything in between. So thank you for being a part of that for real, for real. But uh, if you will excuse me, I've got more eating to do. It's Labor Day weekend. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I don't even care. I'm still going. This is absolutely gross. Whatever. The show's over. Pay up. Get out. As I say every day, even on the best of, you can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.